This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, this is Paul Dooley. You're listening to TV Confidential. Good luck. Ed Robertson along with Jim Rosen as we continue our tribute to George Maharis. George Maharis, the actor known to three generations of TV viewers as Buzz Murdoch on Route 66. George Maharis passed away this past Wednesday, May 24th at the age of 94. Jim not only interviewed George Maharis along with Marty Milner and many of the principal behind-the-scenes personnel of Route 66 for his book, Route 66, the television series, but Jim knew George personally, remained friends with George over the past 15 years, speaking to him on a regular basis, including just a few weeks before his passing. Before we went to break, we are clearing up some of the misinformation behind Maharis' departure from Route 66 in the middle of the third season and the circumstances that eventually led CBS and Route 66 producer Herb Leonard to replace George Maharis with Glenn Corbett. Now things are getting really complicated because CBS, behind James Aubrey, who's a character in his own right, he's convinced that George is not going to come back, and he's meeting with George on the side to talk about maybe a new series for him to star in. And <laughs> so now he's at odds with, with Burt Leonard, who views Glenn Corbett as not as a replacement, but as a an additional character. He says that seven months after George left the show, that Glenn Corbett is an ancillary character and... You know, when you look at it, I don't know what the contract was, but they easily could have written him out and and had him go back to Texas, which is what they did at the end of the series, and George returns. But um, the point is, Burt Leonard was convinced he could get George back. Yeah. So Glenn Corbett was not a replacement. To According to CBS and Jim Morbury, he was the replacement. So you have all these things going on. Plus, you have George's personal manager, who was uh, personally involved with him, she was, and she was a very strong woman. And uh, she was very motherly toward George. She was very protective of him because she was had personal feelings. So she would say and do things sometimes to the studio and to Burt Leonard that, he, that George did not sanction. So that further stirred the pot, and now they thought it was coming from George as well as his personal manager, when, according to George, that was not necessarily true. So you have all this going on. It's, a, it's all this rancor uh, between uh, George, Lancer Productions, and Screen Gems, and CBS. And um, as the deadline gets closer to renewal in April, it gets even worse. In May, Leonard files a breach of contract suit against George, prohibiting him from working anywhere else. And uh, four months later, in October of 1963, they settle 
I think George agrees to not work in another series until the end of the 64 to 65 season, which his original contract expired. And he also agrees to a buyout figure of what he was originally owed by Leonard. And uh, Leonard agrees to drop the suit and releases him from any claims he made. So here's the kicker. Renewed 66 is renewed for a fourth year. But now George is gone. CBS says, no, you're not getting a full season. We'll give you 13 episodes. And uh, <laughs> eventually they worked that out where they, they consented to give them another nine and make it 22 instead of 30 or 32. And the series was not the same. The ratings were not as good. The scripts were not as good, I, I, in my estimation, and it was not the same without George. Okay. And uh, the irony is that uh, when the show ends in March and uh, they go into reruns, they immediately start showing episodes from the first three seasons <laughs> and never show any of the episodes with Glenn Corbett. Yeah. And they do that for six months until the show goes off the air in September. George Harris passed away this past Wednesday, May 24th at the age of 94. Our friend Jim Rosen interviewed George for his excellent book, Route 66, the television series, which you can find at ClassicTVSeriesBooks.com. Uh, Jim also remained good friends with George Meharis up until the very end. Spoke to him just a few days, a uh, few weeks before his passing, as, as long as we're clarifying misconceptions. One other misconception, and I think you've just disputed this, but let me just get this on the record. W one of the rumors was that George held out because... He wanted to pursue a movie career, even though he and we know and as we've talked about this before, he had done movies and he had he, he had the brooding movie star looks. But as you just as you pretty much laid to rest, that wasn't the case. It had to do with his health and the fact that, as Cary Grant put it, if you don't take a year off, there's not going to be any more George Maharis. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. When he was in the hospital, they had an executive for Camber Ewald, the parent company, General Motors. He had hepatitis like George did. He didn't go back to work for six or seven months. George went back in, in, in two. So there you go. Well, he, you know, the, the fact that he came back after two months when he shouldn't have shows that he was committed to making the show work. He was willing to put his own health at risk for the good of the show, which says a lot about who George Meharis was as a person. Um, Jim's other books include an excellent memoir of his life in career as an actor and a writer's called People, Places, and Me. You can also find that classic TV series books.com. George Maharis passed away Wednesday, May 24th at the age of 93. Jim Rosen knew George Maharis, interviewed him for his book, Route 66, the television series, and remained friends with George, including speaking to him just a few weeks before his passing. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I read in one of the old bits that because he was busy doing Route 66 and because the show was done on location in different cities every week, 
George never had a chance to actually watch Route 66 for the first time until it was released on DVDs around 2008, 2010, and he was very pleased that it held up. Is that something that he, you and he ever talked about? Yeah, he mentioned uh, he had never seen him. In fact, when I was doing the book and talking to him, he was watching the shows on a, uh, a cable channel in Los Angeles. Yeah, and that was about 2007, 2008, something like that, yeah. Well, speak, well, well, speaking as an actor yourself, I would imagine it, it has to feel good to know that something you made a lifetime ago still holds up and still reaches people the way it reached people when it was originally released in 1960. And uh, it sounds like George experienced that when he revisited the show for the first time in many, many years. And you capture the essence of Route 66 in your book, Jim, so that those who haven't seen the show, can enjoy it in its entirety with the insights you provide in Route 66, the television series, your book. Yeah, well, thank you. I think George and Marty left a nice legacy for people to watch years after. Jim, we got about a minute left or so. Do you have any final thoughts on the life and career of George Maharis that you'd like to share? Yeah, I'd like to, to, to stay to go f- briefly through what he did after he left the show, because a lot of people wonder what happened to him, and he was still very visible. Uh, you know, after the series, uh, he did musical variety shows for a while. Then he stayed away from television for about five years, except for a few anthology shows he did with uh, Bing Crosby and Simone Signore. They were very good uh, episode, episodic dramas. But then he, he appeared in about seven feature films. You know, he did uh, Sylvia with, with Carol Baker for Paramount. He did Satan Bug was a very good size sci-fi film. Uh, Covenant with Death from Warner Brothers. Uh, William Conrad produced that. Uh, the Happening for Columbia with Anthony Quinn and Faye Dunaway. Did a few westerns. So he, um, you could see from watching those films that he had a presence and he had potential movie star quality, but you know, a lot of factors are thrown into that mix, and big screen stardom, I guess, eluded him. And by the 1970s, he was back in TV, and he did a lot of he did another series, The Most Deadly Game, who's short lived, and then a lot of uh, episodic TV and TV movies, and uh, that took him into the 80s, and then his career began to wane. And I think his final appearance was in the uh, early 90s with Drew Barrymore. You know, at that point, he was in his 60s, and he was. Still had that Brando-esque quality about him, you know, so he was not someone the producers wanted to cast in fatherly roles or grandfatherly roles or character parts. So that was it. And then he, you know, was retired and concentrated on his paintings. But I I would say this. I I feel fortunate to have gotten to know George, and I'll remember him fondly. He was a a good friend and never gave me bad advice. I I am fortunate that you paved the way for me to talk to George Meharis on this program, Jim, and I've thanked you before. I will thank you again. Well, my pleasure, Ed. Listen, you've got a great show. You're a great guy. You're a writer yourself, so and you're very familiar with the industry. So anybody that I meet that would be interested in doing an interview in the entertainment field should really, uh, and has the opportunity to do it with you, they should seize it. Jim Rosen is the author of many books on uh, popular television, particularly popular shows from the baby boomer 
era. His books include Route 66, the television series. Jim also has an excellent memoir of his life and career uh, in front of him behind the scenes uh, called People, Places, and Me. People, Places, and Me, Route 66, the television series, available classic TV series, books.com, as well as Amazon.com. Jim Rosen, always a pleasure. Thank you, my friend. Take care. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.